Why do you guys hate on the Pelicans? Why do big markets like you want to bully the little guy like me? We're, we're not hating on the Pelicans, man. And honestly, No, like, you guys are definitely hating on the Pelicans. No, 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 no. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't, I don't know. You left that comment on my Facebook post back in like Oh, my God. He's oh, I haven't forgotten. You're a hater. No, you are a definitely a hater. I was oh, at my man. lowest moments. I was at my lowest and I get a notification, the flight mic has commented on your on your wall at the time. I'm, th I'm thinking it's about to be some inspirational stuff. And he's flaunting the Chris Paul trade right in front of ah. my face. It was like ultimate karma when it got vetoed. <laughs> Did you turn it back on him, Coop? Please it was, tell me. Oh, hell yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Hell oh my. Yeah. That backfired. That backfired. And Coop still remembers. That's hilarious. I will never uh, forget. He's I never going to let this go, man. What's up, guys? Welcome to the Laced Up Podcast. Are we being trolled right now, Mike? What the fuck? Can I walk off right now? Put that on a poster. Whoa. Now it's just an all-star game right now. You're such a bully. You don't deserve LeBron James, all right? It's insane. And you deserve exactly what happened to Chicago over the past decade. <laughs> so how'd you and your ex-girlfriend break up? <laughs> Bro! <laughs> Kidding! Was it because you were bad at basketball? <laughs> yeah. Yes! Welcome guys to officially our new schedule. We are now currently posting two podcasts a week. That is double the amount of podcasts we have done in the past. We are going to be uploading on Tuesday and Thursday on YouTube at noon, but on iTunes and Spotify, we are going to be uploading five hours earlier. So make sure to go follow on iTunes and Spotify because we're going to be uploading at 7 a.m. Eastern there. If you wanna to listen to the podcast there first, that is where you will be able to. But in terms of today, Bowl Bowl. Okay, we have some interesting comments from Donatus Monajunas, who, if you guys don't know, you know, I'm um, going to this. By the way, hi guys, how are you doing? Who? But sorry, you guys have yet to talk. My bad. That's on me. I mean, no, you're, you're <laughs> killing it, bro. Like, you're just like, yeah, oh, yeah. Like, nice. I, I, okay. I, I was okay. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You know, sometimes we just launch into you know normal YouTube mode where it's just you know us talking to the camera, and then I get I lost. Just, I'm like, oh yeah, I'm on a podcast, not just. Myself. I just. I just wanted to say to the like our diehard YouTube audience that it's not that we like Spotify and I iTunes way more, or I mean, it's not that we like Spotify and Apple podcasts more. It's the fact that we don't need to post video there so we could get it out to you guys quicker. So if you want to listen to the podcast ASAP, the moment it comes out, the best way to do it would be Spotify and Apple podcast. But if you want to see our ugly faces roasting each other with video, it'll be up at noon. <laughs> um so so yeah but yeah so true so yeah tom our editor kills it uh with the youtube game with the edits all the time but absolutely you know the audio is just easier to get up at 7 a.m so if you guys didn't know recently a bowl bowl there's been a whole free bowl bowl campaign and he was finally freed finally bowl bowl was traded to the detroit pistons only after everyone was saying that he was medically okay after his own team thought he was medically completely fine the Detroit Pistons uh, staff said that there were medical problems and the trade was voided. And there has been actually a lot of controversy around this. Okay, so so Mike, you just covered this in your video. Um, I think you know, you know much more about it, so. Yeah, so we were all really freaking happy when the Denver Nuggets traded 
Bowl Bowl to the Detroit Pistons. But ironically, as like a form of history repeating itself, once again, a some kind of issue in Bulbul's physical was what caused the trade to get voided. And now it's even more awkward because Bulbul's going back to the Nuggets. He wore the number 10. The Nuggets clearly moved on. They gave James Ennis the number 10, which they signed to a hardship contract. So that's kind of awkward. Um, I don't even know what Bulls number is right now. If anyone knows, uh, knows, let me know. But ironically, about six years ago, the exact same situation happened with the same exact team, by the way, the Detroit Pistons, where Donatus Motiunas and Marcus Thornton were traded to the Detroit Pistons in a three-team trade. Four days later, the Pistons rescinded their trade following a failed physical by Motiunas. Now, this is where it gets a little dark because, like, Motunas would go back to the Rockets lineup and he received a four-year $37 million offer sheet from the Brooklyn Nets, which the Rockets would match. And afterwards, and I guess after you... Well, after you sign a contract, typically you show up for a physical. Motunas would not show up for his physical after signing that new contract. And... Ultimately, Motunis' camp made the decision to not report to the Rockets because they didn't agree on the amount that was being offered in terms of like nearly $6 million. And uh, the Rockets only matched the principal terms of his offer sheet, which was $31 million and not $37 million. Really sketchy stuff. And afterwards, they would agree to a contract between $35 million and $37 million with incentives and then Mochinos would be sent home despite uh, before a team game, despite you know the agreement on a new contract after taking a physical. So once again, a physical was the was what ended up ruining his career. Afterwards, he would sign with the Pelicans. All that is crazy, but on top of like you know, so why this is resonates so much is that so uh, Demo, as we'll refer to him has recently said, how many times will the MPA PA let this happen? I was failed on physicals and told, told by Detroit Pistons doctors, I will not play basketball again. Six years later, I'm still here and have many years to go. They are destroying young players' names and futures in the NBA by doing this. So he is literally saying, hey, six years ago, these doctors told me I couldn't play. I lost 35, $40 million around because of this, because they voided my contract. And here I am six years later, I've been playing basketball this entire time and I'm perfectly healthy. Who are these doctors to say that basically? So that's what, how, what he feels like is happening to Bulbul. My initial reaction is damn, you know, like this could be, this could mean that Bulbul's career in the NBA could very well like end soon. And I hope that's not the case. You know, of course, I don't think anyone want that wants that to be the case because as raw as he is, he is a unicorn of a basketball player. And I think that's why we were all excited when he initially got traded to the Detroit Pistons. He'd get traded to a team that had the same exact developmental timeline and that could invest time into potentially growing his talent. But after seeing what happened to Donatus Motiunas, is this physical thing going to be a problem for Bulbul? Or is any team going to even attempt to trade for him? Bear in mind, it didn't take much to get him to begin with. I mean, the Nuggets did him a huge solid. They traded him for Rodney Magruder, who was pretty much a 30-year-old version of him in terms of production. 
not in terms of skill, but in terms of how much he was producing. So that was just seen as like a very classy move by the Nuggets just to send Bull to a team that can potentially actually play him. But now, if he has an issue with physicals, could it just be the Pistons are a little bit more um, strict in terms of physicals? Maybe they saw something they didn't like. Bobble had a broken foot in Baylor. Maybe it has to do. It has to do with that. I don't really think they intentionally did him a solid. I just think that's like what his value is right now. Uh, if he had more value, I definitely think they probably would have tried to trade him to the highest bidder. But you know. Just the whole situation with him and the Denver Nuggets is just like incredibly unfortunate because like you said, you know, you want Bull Bull to have that opportunity somewhere else. I'm not going to lie. I was a little surprised that the Detroit Pistons traded for Bull Bull, but I honestly love what the Detroit Pistons have been doing as of late. I mean, they've been taking swings on like, uh, you know, guys that haven't put it all together like Hamadou Diallo. Um, you know, uh, a few seasons ago, they went out and they got, or a season, however long ago, they went out and they got Christian Wood. And then they ended up bumping up his value and turning him into a first round pick. So, you know, I know the Pistons have got a lot of hate over like the past couple of years or the past decade, but I actually think they're on the right track when it comes to, hey, we're going to buy guys low and we're going to sell high. Jeremy Grant's like another great example of the Pistons turning a player into a much more valuable asset than that player already was and in the nba i think that's just like so valuable yeah absolutely you make um some really great points so when we compare like you know a team like the detroit pistons um to like you know teams like the thunder and the rockets yeah like we really you know monitoring how these teams are dealing with their young players dealing with their young prospects dealing with their young assets you're right in, uh definitely in that they're, they are, you know, rising these guys, they're raising these guys' values. And Jeremy Grant is a giant hot name, um, you know, come this trade deadline. I'm sure that the Pistons are gonna be able to get back a pretty good package for him. Um, I, you know, I love when I, whenever I turn on the Pistons, I just feel like there's always like, you know, you really see flashes from like a bunch of different guys. Like maybe one night you turn them on and you see Isaiah Stewart just absolutely beasting in the post, you know, grabbing rebounds, scoring, scoring on people seen a lot of progression from Cade completely insane did you guys see him get thrown out of the game the other night he got thrown out for two uh for his second technical foul because he pointed at someone after he dunked when he had 21 points was going head to head with Devin Booker was you know he had 21 points within the third like eight minutes left in the third quarter it was crazy I, I don't understand referees sometimes I don't know what they're doing with like throwing players out like that but yeah, Detroit Pistons looking um, great. And I definitely agree with everything you said with building up players' values and then trading them. That's like the smartest thing you could possibly do. And we've seen, you know, Christian Wood now has kind of like even become a question mark in the Houston Rockets. You know, they traded him, they got what they can. And now like, it's like Christian Wood, what is his value with the Rockets we've seen, which is the exact same scenario. You know, they're both in a rebuilding scenario. Detroit has a very good culture right now, I would say. So, and also with the Pistons thing, yeah, um, it technically both Pistons doctors failed him. I don't know if it's the same medical staff though. It's been over like six years. Yeah, and to add on to uh, what Mike was talking about with uh, Demo. So, you know, he, I'm not saying Demo's wrong, but when it comes to stuff like this, I think you always want to err on the side of caution, uh, whether it be the NBA team, the player, you know, um, when it comes to health injuries, you know, we don't know what's going on with Bobo right now. So, you know, you just 
you just want to be safe. You just want to make sure everything is good. I remember this is like completely off topic. Um, I, I think the Saints had a guy like a few years ago that they traded for and he was like a long snapper and his career ended up being over because the Saints traded for him. But in the process of the Saints trading for him, like he would fail his physical and they found out he had like a heart condition or something, something that could have ended up being fatal. So, you know, it's like with these things, like it sucks, but hopefully like everything's all cool. Agreed. Uh, and I've been looking, I haven't really found the full, you know, information as to why the physical was failed. However, I will say that, you know, when we take the example of Demo, right, that's like a $30 million contract. I feel like I'm, I, I wonder, because I'm not sure of this topic, but I wonder, you know, are they more willing to pass a guy like Bull Bull, who's only, you know, getting traded for like, a, you know, a second round pick or whatever? You know, are they willing to, like, with a guy like that, do they give more leniency or is it just straight up like no matter if you're signing a hundred million dollar contract or you were traded for a second round pick same exact criteria you're failed no matter what that's something that i wonder because you know if it is the case where they would give him more leniency then yeah the fact that there was that he's there really is no commitment even really by the pistons would make this even more concerning to me i would think no 100 bro so I don't know if you guys heard, the Atlanta Hawks traded Cam Reddish to the New York Knicks for... For nothing, essentially. Oh, whoa, no, I'm joking. whoa. I'm joking, I'm joking. That's not I'm nice. Joking. To be fair, a lot of people, uh, a lot of people, um, a lot of Knicks fans were soured on Kevin Knox, but the exact trade is the Knicks sent Kevin Knox and a 2022 first round pick via the Charlotte Hornets to the Hawks for Cam Reddish, Solomon Hill, and a 2025 second round pick via Brooklyn. So opening thoughts on this trade, guys. Who wants to go? I like Kevin Knox. Uh, I hope he does. Do you like you know, Kevin Knox? I mean, I relatively speaking. Coop, listen, like listen. Not I'm gonna tell you right now, just as someone who is lives in New Jersey, so like all Knicks fans are here. Like I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm telling no, you. I know about. I know no, about how saying, bad he I'm, is. Like I'm just I, saying, know, like, I know. Oh, okay, I okay, know. Okay. Okay. I was just saying. If you're I was six just seven in the NBA, you got potential. You're six seven, six eight. Yeah. If athlete. you work, if you work at it, that's the problem. <laughs> you know. No, I agree, but regardless, even if you don't work, you still have potential. Six eight guys are at a premium in today's day what and the? age. You can go to so you can go to college basketball right now. We're getting literally I've been watching St. John's games, so there's six eight guys all over the place. Okay. Yeah, there 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 definitely are, but that still doesn't change the fact that they're incredibly valuable in the NBA. Kevin Knox like is showing no promise. Like I like it's not even like Kevin Knox. I'm not shown. saying I'm not sitting here saying he's crazy. I'm saying like I I like his profile, like he's got the tools. If he puts it all together, that's another thing. I'm not saying he's gonna be nice. I never said that, Chris. But I, it's I've year never four, dog. It's year four. Let, all right, let, year let, four, let, him, let got... him prove his point. Let I'm, him, I'm let him sorry, make his point. I never point. said he was gonna be nice. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Even the slightest. I'm sorry. I, I'm, I will admit that was that was. A, that was a, I'll admit that was a quick tilt. I'll admit it was a quick tilt. That was like out of nowhere. I will admit it was a quick tilt, but it's just because like that's how down I am on Kevin Knox personally. So I'm sorry. But my bad. My bad. I'm sorry. I think. I think is like New Yorkness is like you know contagious. It's like no, rubbing off on Corzemba. It really like, is. Like, oh, like, Kevin like, Knox. I hate Kevin Knox. The Lakers literally just signed a 6'7 guy. They, I'm not even sure can shoot because he's no, he an can't. effort player. He can't. Like, 
Yeah, okay, so he still doesn't have a jump shot. So, like, yeah, six, seven, six, eight guys are at premium in the NBA. Um, now, if Knox becomes anything, that's another story. I would argue I, that we know Kevin Knox can't shoot. I'd rather the random. No, I was, we, we weren't talking about Kevin Knox. I wasn't yeah. talking about Kevin Knox. I was talking about Stanley Johnson. Um, Stanley but, Johnson, that's a, yeah, Stanley Johnson and Kevin Knox have actually pretty good career parallels in terms of two small forwards who, you know, not the best... Uh, career so far Stanley, jo Stanley yeah. Johnson you're forgetting but, I said but, they wait, traded. The, yeah I'm sorry I'm sorry you're, but you're forgetting that I trade. said they traded for nothing to start this whole thing which makes the whole thing even crazier you're right you're right, so. you're right. I'm, I'm, too, I'm, too, I'm too first of all I'm sick I've been I've been on freaking I'm literally currently hopped up on like three doses of NyQuil Therifu I'm sorry I'm apologizing to you I'm sorry it was a it was a quick you know what? I, I'm taking the, the fall. It was a quick jump, but I do want to say, you know, I only hope the best for Kevin Knox. I don't hope the best for him. But as, you know, a guy who I, I support the Knicks still until they get too good and then the fans are going to be annoying and then I'll hate them. But um, I support I support them for now because a lot of my friends are there. Uh, like, you know, that's their favorite team. And I will say just in terms of going back to the trade, I feel like home run here. All right. I feel like personally Cam Reddish amazing you know high school player up until that uh, since then though when has he got a real opportunity to like show in in new york hopefully this happens it's still you know he has rj of course which is gonna be cool to see them you know re uh pair up uh duke guys but when is camp cam is the third guy behind zion and rj even in college you know he comes in as the number three recruit in the nation and somehow he's the third recruit on his own team that is like you know unheard of of course then he goes to the atlanta hawks okay and the atlanta hawks just so happen to have a plethora of promising young wings and wing talent in general so that wasn't you know exactly the ideal situation for him but still put up good numbers still you know do, did his thing i think cam reddish has a lot of potential i think end of the day you know just always has uh had that potential to be a lights out scorer um or you know shooter specifically what do you guys think cam reddish um yeah i mean he's got a lot of talent uh you know he's a nice player i i, I like a lot a lot about him again six eight six nine premium in the nba um, so I actually have this quote from the athletics that, uh, says this is what Reddish has been awaiting. It was an open secret in Atlanta that he wanted to go elsewhere, according to sources, because there wasn't a path, a path for him to become the player he thinks he can be, which meant the road to a lucrative contract extension for which he is eligible for after the season wasn't going to be there. Reddish availability also didn't help his chances. Reddish told The Athletic that he was looking to rediscover his old self, like you said, a reference to how he played in high school. So, just wanting to go back to your high school self is crazy, because I'm sure like most NBA players definitely want to be the guy that they were in high school, but you know, at some point you have to realize like what's going to get you minutes, what's going to make you great. That being said, I actually think Cam Reddish is one of those guys, super high ceiling, I'm not really sure I love New York for him because, you know, you got uh, RJ Barrett. You got, well, I mean, that's actually a plus, but you also have Julius Randle. You have a bunch of guys that need the ball, that want the ball. Uh, you know, he's going to have his work cut out for him. But again, I, I, I love Cam Reddish. I think he's one of those guys with that really high ceiling that, you know, if you could get him for what the uh, what the Knicks got him for, you, you have to go out and do it. Did you guys see that the Lakers offered like two second round picks for him. I can't believe they didn't accept that. Like, I, I really am shocked that the Hawks didn't take two second round picks. That was like a really good offer. 
Like, <laughs> whatever. Not, Honestly, good for Cam. Good for Cam. You know what? We don't need any toxicity for Cam Reddish and the Lakers. You, um, you know, honestly, like, are that you must kidding be, me? He's that, going to New York. Like, no, 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 no. New York, New York. I think is a very trash different situation. The Hawks He's going to New York. Julius Randle just like flicked off the fans or something. He just said like, yeah, like shut no, up no, and I'm watch talk, the I'm game. I'm talking about like within the locker room. I, I just think the Lakers oh, is oh, like the, in, yeah. the most impossible situation to go to for a young. Player. I don't, I don't, I don't know if New York has a good locker room. I mean, look at. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I think the Lakers. It might be better than the Lakers. I'm not. I'm not saying that they have a good one and i do agree with you that there are more chances like if cam reddish for sure if he wants to be a superstar like if he wants to be that guy like the high school guy that he's referring to then yeah i mean right now the knicks have rj julius and fournier all playing uh you know in you know wing positions randall of course you know more power forward yeah they RJ, still have RJ fournier yeah and they have ob and but the thing is though there are there is an opportunity because you know we saw kemba walker uh when they benched him and the whole thing the guy taking his place was alec burks alec burks is 30 years old right now he's, he's playing 28 minutes a game in 42 games you know like there is definitely an opportunity for cam to come in and you know establish himself and you know take a role and again with the lakers thing i was just saying i think just as a young player, I think that is the hardest locker room to come into just because there's just the win exactly now this season mentality combined with all of the veterans, combined with all the pressure that's already been happening with all the Russell Westbrook stuff. I just feel like it, I would never want to go to that locker room right now. It'd be very tough. A lot of people, the first on Coop's point about Cam Reddish trying to go back to his high school self. That's a very funny comment to me. And I don't mean this as like Cam, I don't mean this as like Cam Reddish hate, but like the my first impression of Cam Reddish was when he was going to the draft was, this is a guy that's played on teams with a ton of talent his entire life. You know, in high school, he was kind of a little bit more of a playmaker than he is in the NBA, which is something that also confused me. And then he went, he got to the NBA, and he was kind of more of a scorer slash spot up shooter. So him saying, I want to go back to what I was in high school is a little confusing to me. N nothing against him because I also agree with Coop. I do think he has a high ceiling. I do think he's capable of developing, uh, of becoming a very multi-dimensional player. But another thing that I wanted to point out is there's a lot of people hating on the Hawks for this trade. And if you're the Atlanta Hawks in this situation, you don't really have a choice but to make this trade. Well, I mean, kind of. I, I, I guess it just depends on what the options really were. You know. What are the options? Do you like Cam Reddish, like, walk for absolutely nothing? No, 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 no. I'm talking about, out? like, I'm talking about, like, what his value was trade-wise. And, oh. I mean, also, you could... You could still try to develop him. I mean, I don't know if, you know, there's a whole lot of room to grow in Atlanta. But uh, at the end of the day, you know, he, he drafted this guy in the lottery. I would be a little more reluctant to trade him, even if he did demand a trade. But, you know, I guess things are definitely spiraling downward in Atlanta. And I actually had I got a lot of hate for calling Atlanta a team that overachieved last season. Right now, they're not even in the play. -in. Like, that's all I'm going to say. Well, the owner also gave us a warning in the offseason. I think we talked about it here um, where he came out and said, hey, we're going to do our best to retain everyone, you know, but the chances of us being able to actually retain everyone is very slim. 
You know, so he this was kind of like a foreshadowing. I kind of felt like Cam Reddish was the first to go. And they do have like an embarrassment of riches. Like they have Danilo Gallinari. They had Cam Reddish, DeAndre Hunter, Bogdan Bogdanovich, you know, Clint Capella, Trey Young. Like this team's very deep. It's a it's a blessing and a curse. We had this discussion last year or not last year. Well, last season. And uh, part of the discussion was that. Uh, well, we talked about like the Hawks re-signing John Collins and whether or not it would be the right move. I don't think John Co- John Co- and again John Collins is frustrated with his role. I don't think John Collins necessarily makes the Hawks that much better. He's having a very efficient season. You know, he's doing what John Collins does, and I mean the Hawks stand at 17 and 25. Uh, you know, I wonder if they could go back. Would they still resign him? I'd, pr- I'd probably imagine so. But, you know, again, it's not good to have that frustration brewing in the locker room. You know, uh, it's, it's, it's not it's not a good situation in Atlanta right now, at least in my opinion. I think I also saw like Trey's frustrated, too. It's tough, bro. Coop, after Cam Reddish got traded to the New York Knicks, he's reuniting with R.J. Barrett, his BFF from Kentucky. Do you think another member of that Kentucky Big Three is going to go there, Zion Williamson? I'm going to keep it a stack with you. I honestly don't know, but I don't like the signs that are adding up right in front of my face. And I definitely (laughs) don't like the fact that the New York Knicks were able to get Cam Reddish. The inner Pelicans fan in me is like freaking out right now. However, at the end of the day, what's going to happen here? Like Zion, you know, he's going to become a restricted free agent. Is he really with his health concerns going to just opt out of that, you know, financial security of staying in New Orleans? I mean, like, unless we get a Ben Simmons situation, but he's way too young for that. That would just set a horrible precedent for the NBA. So I think as a Pelicans fan, you should be completely fine. Personally, I just think that, you know, Knicks fans, Knicks fans love this situation. Don't give in to them. You know, the photoshops on Twitter, you got to ignore them, Coop. We are not fine, bro. People said the same thing in a completely different situation. People tried to brush off when Rich Paul signed Anthony Davis. And, you know, I was one of those fans. I was sitting there and I was like, oh, no, no big deal. No, he's going to be back at the time. I, I was saying that at the time. And, you know, of course, Anthony Davis ends up getting traded to Los Angeles. So, you know, I've learned with these things when there's smoke, there's typically going to be a fire. So I if Zion stays great, if he doesn't, great. The Pelicans are set up for the long term. They got a lot of good things going for them. I actually think if you traded Zion for another star player right now, the Pelicans would probably be like a top five seed in the Western Conference. So as a Pelicans fan, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Like, you know, I think a lot of us have actually like moved. Yeah, I was going to say, it sounds like you have moved on, you know, uh, mentally and emotionally from from this man. I think that's how you got to be. I think that's how you got to approach the Zion Williamson situation. Like, are you already completely honest with you? Put it like this, bro. I miss anthony davis that's how that's how tough the zion williamson era has been in new orleans already anthony davis gave us 100 percent, and he was relatively healthy very early on i wish i could say the same for zion that being said uh zion we're rooting for you obviously like come come back and kill it bro bro i feel so much like empathy towards like your pain 
mainly because over the past decade, I feel like Pelicans fans have gone through so much of it. You know, like with, well, a little bit over a decade with Chris Paul being traded to the Clippers. And then you guys get like a generational talent in Anthony Davis. And then Anthony Davis comes out, um, even if you guys, even despite you guys getting the number one overall pick and it being Zion Zion Williamson, he's like, nah, I don't care. I want to be traded anyways. And then like now you're seeing the number two overall pick, John Morant. His team is currently number one ranked in the entire NBA in power rankings. So with AD, like, I mean, I was like, I didn't want the AD situation to become a Damian Lillard situation. It became like, there was a point where like in the AD situation where it was just like, okay, it's time for something different. Like we're not winning crap with him. We've had talented teams. Uh, The Pelicans get a lot of hate for the AD era. Bro, we got Boogie. Like, we had Drew yeah. Holiday. We had Julius Randle. Like we had, we had bitches. We had good teams. It just unfortunately didn't work out. And as we've seen so far in LA, AD has not been able to be a number one. Um, so you know, I mean, true. It's it's like people just love to blame New Orleans. I don't know what New Orleans did to people. To add on to that, people have add people have acted like the Pelicans have wronged Zion Williamson. I don't want to say this because it just sounds so bad, but honestly, it feels like the Zion Williamson pick has been a curse this far. Nothing but negativity has came to the franchise. He hasn't played a full season for us. I, I uh, you know, I think he's played like what seventy games or something. So, and, and then, like you said, Mike, freaking John Morant. Imagine if we have the number two pick in that draft. We're just chilling. End of the day, you know. Um... Like Zion was the clear cut number one choice. You know, there was no way that no team wasn't taking him. No one was taking Ja at that point. So yeah, um, what if? Sure. But you know, you're right with like, you know, you guys haven't seen Zion on the court as much. I don't know how anyone's blaming the Pelicans. I agree with you. It's like end of the day, and we get all the hate. Dude showed up way too heavy. Like end of the day, end of the day. Like he showed up way too heavy. And especially when you're working with that kind of, you know, I just recently posted a John Moran video and you know, um, a, a lot of the comments were something I perfectly agree with having seen it with Derrick Rose. Derrick Rose was landing so violently and so bad on his, you know, and it was like we were, uh, Bulls fans at the time were afraid for Derrick Rose and then it happened. You know, it wasn't like, it was a huge shock for Bulls fans. It was like, oh, wow, yeah, okay, it happened. You know, so the same with John Morant, where a lot of the comments I saw were, I really hope the medical staff, you know, comes in and is, you know, working on his knees and making sure he's landing right and everything like that. So for Zion to come in so overweight when he is that a kind of player where that is going to put such such mileage on your body as a young player for your entire future, not just for the Pelicans, just for his own, you know, future. That is just, you know, that just, it's, you can't do that. And with the Pelicans, yeah, you're co- completely correct. Look back at the Chris Paul era. You know, you got the New Orleans Pelicans are not a big market. They are not, they do not have the luxury of being able to just, oh, we get Chris Paul and David West. That means automatically we get a third star. Boom. You know, if the Lakers get a young talent like Chris Paul, they get, they are surrounding him for his entire career. The Pelicans, it's like, you got to win with what you have now, or someone's leaving for, you know, uh, in their own eyes, greener pastures. So I agree. The only thing I will say is I think that with the AD era, I think that they tried to surround him with talent a bit too early and maybe, you know, could have played for picks early 
earlier but you know they did you're right you know they got drew they got boogie unfortunately boogie got boogie got hurt so like you know what what are you gonna do with that like uh, we never got to see what happens when those two were really you know those two were really just clicking and really just getting it together when boogie went down so we never got to see that out of ad and now with Zion, they've got Ingram, they've got people, you know, I 100% disagree with what they did with Lonzo. I think they should have kept him, but- Definitely should have kept Lonzo, definitely. But other than that, but other than that, you know, yeah, I agree, you know, mostly like, like the Pelicans, it's not like the Pelicans are some poverty, like always making, you know, mistakes franchise. They've put, built together good teams in the recent history. Like, you know, the Sacramento Kings have not made the playoffs since 2006. Now that is like something that you could be like, oh my God, what is happening? Like there are basketball fans alive right now that are what? And they chilling. That makes 15, me so mad. There are 15 year old basketball fans alive right now. Diehard fans that have never seen, the Kings have not been in the playoffs in their lifetimes. And they're chilling, bro. Nobody, it's always Pelicans. It's always the Pelicans. Like people always hate on the Pelicans. I don't know why. De'Aaron Fox, we, let's get a free De'Aaron Fox movement going, you know? Flight Mike, why do you guys hate on the Pelicans? Why do big markets like you want to bully the little guy like me? We're, we're not hating on the Pelicans, man. And honestly, No, like, you guys are definitely hating on the Pelicans. No, 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 I don't know what you're talking about. Mike, maybe instead of, you know, taking it as, like, officially you, he means, like, a large fan base such as yeah, the Lakers. Yeah, I didn't mean, like, you specifically. Do, do I, don't, you, I don't know. You left that comment on my Facebook post back in, like, Oh, my God. I haven't even got You're a hater. No, you are a definitely a hater. I was oh, at my man. lowest moment. I was at my lowest, and I get a notification. The flight mic has, you know, has commented on your on your wall at the time. I'm, th I'm thinking it's about to be some inspirational stuff, and he's flaunting the Chris Paul trade right in front of oh. my face. Man. Oh my god! This was you my boy. It. This the Chris Paul trade. That's literally that was for the Clippers. That was no 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 no. This was for this is when he got traded to the Lakers. So, yeah, the so OG like the, would. So like it was like ultimate karma when it got vetoed. <laughs> Do you turn it back on him, Coop? Please. It tell was, me oh hell yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Hell. oh my. That backfired. That backfired. And Coop still remembers. That's hilarious. I'll never uh, forget. He's never gonna let this go, man. <laughs> that one. That one is. That one's lasting. That's hilarious. Yeah. It's uh. So. To be honest, I don't think it's uh I don't think it's the fact that we're hating on uh you guys. I don't think Laker fans have time to hate anyone else this year other than their own team, if I'm being honest. Like it's crazy. Every time I log into Twitter or my timeline, there's always like these tweets about how LeBron James deleted that one tweet in regards to the uh, to his own team or how Russell Westbrook is like so content with turning the ball over or missing shots and how horrible he's been recently. I don't think we have the time or the energy to hate any other team, especially small market teams that there's a lot of small market teams that are outperforming us, by the way, than to hate our own team currently. It's not fun being a Laker fan currently at all. Yeah, so... You guys are definitely down bad right now. Somehow um, brings it LeBron's back to the wild, Lakers. Baby. I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> I think nah, we, brought, no, for real. we brought it to the Lakers. I think, uh, I think it wasn't him. It was definitely You not guys, him. man, you guys are like obsessed <laughs> with this team, bro. I don't bring it up at I'll, all. It's like this podcast is just to go. No, nah, I was just going to say I will respectfully disagree. I still feel the hate right now. I could tell you got some mean Pelican stuff sitting in your head, uh, you know. <laughs> The way you tried to 
say that Zion Williamson, Williamson's going to leave us, um, you know, I don't know, Mike. You, you really, you've really offended me in the past, but I. Do, do you think he's not going to leave you guys? I mean, I don't. I think he. I think at this point, Zion needs you guys more than you need Zion. If I'm being honest, I can't like, wait till we get the Zion Lonzo uh, comeback story with Chicago. Bro, that's the, the thing. That the makes reunion. It, no, you stop. You the can, reunion. Like, we need to, can Chicago we him? Bulls. We need Zion, like a soundboard, bro. We get we get prime Zion and prime bro, Lonzo. Bro, you, you got to focus on the Bulls right now. Your, your season is unraveling right before your eyes. What are you talking eyes, about? Freaking, we had, had literally all our players are out with COVID, and Zach went down four minutes into well, the next you, game. Well, the last the, fifteen, your net rating has been so much worse than it was to start the season. We I don't are, think you can argue. We are. I understand. I understand that, but good teams they get through that, bro. And I'm not saying y'all aren't, but good teams I mean, get it's through been... that. Literally, go through every single good, go through every single good team in the NBA this year. And when Miami they get hit Heat. by when they get Miami hit by a, when they get Miami hit by a COVID Heat. thing, there is going to be more losses. No, the Miami Heat have been cooking regardless of who they have. I'm sure there is a time where they have lost games because of COVID. Bro, they like Jimmy Butler and Bam have been out. Listen, let's be honest with the Warriors thing. All right, when Zach Levine goes down with a knee with like a, a knee injury with no contact, like literally he like was just you know dribbling the ball, like he was in the lane and like no one touched him, like uh, probably pretty demoralizing for the entire team that now is worried that Zach is going to be out for the entire season and ruin their chances at everything. So, I like again, I'll just you know, I'll i'll brush that one off honestly i'm just i'm waiting you know for the future but you know if this sustains like this 100 you're co correct i'm just saying you know uh, some freak things have been happening here like there's a reason i sumo is you know just put up the first 20 and 10 a uh, 20.10 assist on 90 field goal per percent shooting which is one of those you know ridiculous stats but anyway the first ever by an nba rookie in history because he's getting much 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 more of a chance than he normally would because the roster is just you know COVID stuff yeah um i don't know hopefully you guys start playing better like i said like i said it would definitely at least worry me a little bit considering you guys are one two three you're 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 one in four in your last five so yeah it would concern me um covid or not but especially with how bad some of these losses have been io okay starting for the chicago bulls against the celtics where we lose by two points Io, Kobe the White, Celtics suck. Vucevic, the Celtics are so bad. DeRozan, listen, but you're just talking over me and not listening to the people that played in this game. Io, no, Kobe White, Vucevic, DeRozan, Alfonso McKinney starters, and then Troy Brown Jr., Tony Bradley, Matt Thomas, and Malcolm Hill were our bench. Like that, huh? Yeah, bro. Every team goes through that though. They like, had they had Tatum. It, they, yeah, but they had Tatum, Robert Williams, and Jalen Brown. Yeah, every team does go through that, and most of the time you lose when your guys are out and the other guys' teams, the other teams' guys aren't. It's just you know, it's just happens right now this season. I don't know. Um, I definitely think they had enough talent to win that game. They just ended up losing it. Bro, we're starting literally. Okay, I mean, I, that's this is just an argument we'll never get to the bottom of. If we're yeah, starting, that's a good we're starting, we're starting our like seventh, eighth, ninth, and tenth men. Uh, Alfonso McKinney is starting. He literally was. He's not even supposed to be in the rotation. We signed him. I don't him know, man. I don't. I don't think. I think good teams get through that, though. I mean, like the, the good the, uh, teams. The we didn't... don't have any continuity with our roster. Like it's not even like okay. Like we have like um. You know, we have, have you seen what uh, Jokic has been I'd playing? I agree with. 
Yeah. Have you I seen mean, what Jokic has been playing with? Yeah, I agree. Jokic is a way better player than anyone on the Bulls. He's MVP, insane talent. He, there, there's an argument. They're that so Nikola, bad when he's out the game. It's crazy. Yeah, absolutely. There's an argument that Nikola Jokic is the most skilled basketball player alive right now. Of course, like he doesn't have any of the physical gifts, but yet produces at a level higher than anyone at his position. So. I mean, I, yeah, I, I mean, Jokic is a different breed. You know, final topic I want to talk about today, and Coop, I think uh, you want to talk about this too, is the Dallas Mavericks. Because the Dallas Mavericks have been involved in a lot of trade scenar scenarios lately, and they also have been playing well lately. Uh, Luka notably has missed actually a good chunk of this season, more than I think um, some people might realize. So where do you think Dallas stands right now? They are fifth in the Western Conference with Luka missing that time. And they have been attached to names such as, you know, like Christian Wood, those centers. I wonder if they're able to bring someone in. Do you think that would be, you know, highly beneficial for the future going forward? Uh, I don't know. The Mavericks are in a really weird spot to me where I'm not sure there is a significant roster move that instantly just makes them like them. Like, oh, we got to beat the Dallas Mavericks. That being said, they've been playing incredibly incredibly well i don't want to jinx it they've been playing a lot better as of late and i'm actually surprised considered uh considering that kid is their coach but um yeah they have a lot of tough decisions to make this uh off season i know jalen brunson's gonna be looking for a big contract um you know the flexibility may not be there for them what's up he's looking for a four-year 80 million dollar contract reportedly yeah so he becomes a tricky guy uh, yeah, like, especially like you have you have Luca where you're running him at the point. Yeah, I it's like, I say I say um, a trade that um, it says he. So according to my data, it says that the Indiana Pacers are looking for two first round picks for Miles Turner. Indiana is also asking for one first round pick for care and a young player for Karis Levert. Personally, Jalen Brunson, absolute stud absolute baller not enough to the point where i'd want to pay him 20 million dollars a year though yeah so i would tr i would be looking to tra uh, trade jalen brunson maybe package that with a pick maybe get myself either turner or levert um probably more turner you know um i do think that could definitely improve the mavericks decently gives them another player that could play defense could stretch the floor a little bit in addition to chris taps porzingis i feel like that could they could probably work well together um i honestly just uh, also credit to jason kidd you know i know a lot of us were kind of memeing the signing of Jason Kidd as a head coach, but I think he really unlocked the potential of the Chris Stapps Porzingis Luka Doncic pairing, which was horrible last year. Like if you remember, everyone was just saying how terrible they were last year. So credit to them for that. They do have assets. They do have a. Uh, they do have tradable players as well. Um, so I think their top the top guy they should go for is Miles Turner. If they want to get really crazy, they could trade uh, Luka Doncic to the Lakers for Russell Westbrook. Um, all right, well, let's just cut that off. Um, but <laughs> All right, so Dallas Mavericks. Um, so, all right, looking at the Dallas Mavericks, Coop, you know, we talked about before with um, team building strategy, you know, building guys up, getting more value back for them. I feel like in terms of the Dallas Mavericks right now, if you have a chance to go and get a guy like a Christian Wood or a Miles Turner that you – do believe is going to bring a net positive to your team going forward, 
even if they don't end up being on the team, you know, overall, like I don't think their goal right now with Dallas is to win a championship. I think the goal is you make moves right now this season that set you up long term for the future to maybe make a move uh, for a giant star or to, uh, you know, make a bigger move or just, you know, slowly over time, your roster is just getting bigger, uh, better and better for Luca. So I think that if they do have the opportunity to go out and, uh, you know, assemble a package around picks for a big man, I think that's best case scenario because then you don't have to give up, you know, the guys on your roster, which Jalen Brunson, four years, 80 million is a scary total because we saw this year with point guards. I don't think it's that bad. I think if Lonzo is worth 25 or however much, like I, it's a, it's a fine contract. I don't think it's bad. I'm just, I was just saying like, yeah, like maybe like on the open market, he might be worth less maybe because like of just, we saw with Schroeder and, you know, we saw with, you know, other guys. Um, but I think the point guard market this year is actually uh, less than it was last year. And also though, I I'm just in fully in favor of keeping him though, because end of the day, you keep him, you know, you keep that works in your favor, salary wise, salary cap wise, you keep your own talent and you keep Jalen Brunson as a guy. Okay. Yeah. Maybe if him and Luca are stepping on toes a little bit, uh, you could move. I, th I think that's a very movable contract four years, 80 million. The thing with Brunson is you just you, you kind of have to keep him. I don't think the Mavericks are in a position to be losing talent. On top of that, just, you know, um, like you said, uh, they, they got to look to towards the future. I mean, the Mavericks are just in this tough spot. I mean, they're fifth in the Western Conference and their season could really go either way. If the Mavericks stayed put, maybe moved up to four, I'm not sure anybody would be that shocked. If they drop down to eight, same time, I'm not sure anybody would be shocked. Um, while we're here talking about the Mavericks retaining talent, you didn't bring up that this past offseason, the Mavericks signed Tim Hardaway Jr. To, which, to what was a pretty big contract. And right now, at least, I would say that that contract has kind of backfired on the Mavericks. And I'm really not sure Tim Hardaway Jr. has much value, if any at all. If I was a contender... He definitely would not be a player that I would be looking to add to my roster. Yeah, you definitely never like to see the drop off in stats following a big contract. It is always a red flag, no matter what. And you're definitely right with Tim Hardaway Jr. Just quick, you know, look at base numbers. We see Tim Hardaway Jr. last year, 16.6 a game on 45% shooting. This year, 14.6 a game on 39% shooting. So, like, don't even really need to dig too deep. Yeah, there's a drop off. And now that contract, maybe he wouldn't have gotten it. Jalen Brunson is a younger player, though. So, um, by like a few years, by like three to four so again yeah i mean i mean it's it's always tough with these kind of things you know you're right where it's just like it's like you feel like you kind of you feel like you feel like and maybe just have to keep them because you have to keep talent on your roster uh you can't just let it go away for free you know like it's at the end of the day like it works both ways though unfortunately you know sometimes like you know like with a lonzo deal you know lonzo you know okay ends up you know his trade value possibly is increased or you know even or like james harden you know james harden goes and boom blows up but then sometimes, you know, that big contract ends up, you know, biting you in the ass. I actually do want to say this, though, because you're really passionate about the Bulls thing. The reason that I said what I said about the Bulls was because uh, as of January 14th, over their last 15 games, they have the number 21 defense. If you think that's strictly COVID related and you think that's not a cause for worry, 
um coop you're taking at you're not taking to account that like three like two of those games are like literally 40 or 50 point blowouts so like when you lose by 40 points and you take a 15 game sample size that's not enough like that 14 game two 40 point blowouts in 15 games is enough to be a at like is to, enough to skew the stats um, that is my point yeah i guess you have a point there but still i mean before that they were allowed i mean there, there's a lot i mean 118 117 106 listen i'm with you i don't want to watch my team lose by i don't want to watch my team get freaking blown out by 40 I, their defense has been these are all high scoring games like yeah listen you but could like, take but, out the 100 and you could take out the massive blowouts we're one the bulls are one and one and four in their last five right and then before that one two three four five six seven eight nine wins in a row Okay. Yeah. So like, they, they definitely so won those. We games, just so happen to be talking at the time that they're one and four. Like the, throughout the NBA season, this stuff just happens. Like if it's a longer term. No, for sure, for sure. But I'm with you. Their, it's something to monitor. Their defense right. it's something has to monitor. definitely been worse. I mean, I mean, yeah. like you said, remove the forty point blowouts. They're still allowing like one ten, one fifteen per game. Yeah. Okay. That's yeah. not no, ideal. That's not I ideal. I one hundred percent agree with you there. I and that's me talking about wins. That's like, yeah, wins are important, but I don't yeah. think wins are necessarily every like oh yeah they won and oh yeah it's it's convenient that they've been losing but with trends and things that are happening it's not always about the the finished product it's about the process what's going into those wins if the pelicans are like winning games but like you know it's like luck or like you know we're allowing a massive amount of points or you know those like i don't think all wins are created equal i guess i guess put it like that no, I agree, and I also I agree. Um, let's talk next pod on this, but I agree. Um, I think that the Bulls should seriously look into moving Kobe White for a, a big man um, if we can get the right fit on a trade for a you know more a, a defensive, more you know guy that can help us um, right now because we do have tons of guards that can score, but we really are, you know, not as great on the defensive end for sure. That was a big thing coming into this season. A lot of people were like, if the Bulls can just have the 15th best defense in the league, then they are going to be successful because their offense is where they're going to win games. So you're right. Um, you know, the Bulls started out uh, great defensively, you know, through, like surprisingly good defensively in the beginning of the year. Hopefully, you know, I, I, it is something I, I, to monitor. I, I know you're a Bulls fan. I wouldn't even call it like that surprising. I know we're kind of dragging apart. I wouldn't call it that surprising because I know they had a lot of injuries. It was surprising compared to, uh, you know, where they, they projected. Were. Yeah, they're I mean, like, when I say surprising, yeah, I, I okay. always mean like, you know, like what the national media was saying, not myself. Okay. You know, like what the national media was said was, think, you know, that like they, they were surprised. And I'm hoping that, you know, you're right. Like, you know, monitor it because we're, you know, hopefully that does not mean, you know, you're going back towards the mean of what you should have been and you just had a hot start defensively. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, that was a kind of light part of their schedule too so it'll be interesting to see what our chicago bulls end up cooking up our chicago yeah. bulls. i'm with it yeah our chicago, chicago bulls, our chicago the, the, bulls. The, the, the team of the podcast you know let's let's just have like I, one year one I, year I, one year of the bulls I, and then we one year that? of the bulls <laughs> i'm just kidding i'm kidding but if you guys yo team of the podcast is st john's basketball honestly that's all I if you, whoa, got, whoa, you guys whoa, just whoa, got whoa, whoa, just rep rep the johnny's you can I i'll rip ucla on the opposite coast that's opposite okay. coast. College wrestling right. so is fine. We nothing. like we never see right. each other. All right, guys. Uh, appreciate you. Hope you subscribe. Try and post notifications. Catch us on Spotify five hours earlier. And and Apple, a, and Apple as well. And Apple. If you catch us on Apple. <laughs> catch I, us on I Spotify Apple. and Apple. Yeah, I use Spotify. <laughs>
Later, yeah, guys. I, I listened to our own Putnam's. All right, later, guys. <laughs>